What is going on, everyone? Welcome into a very special episode of the OTH NFL podcast. We've reached the holy grail of the season, folks. I mean, this is the final step, the Super Bowl preview, Super Bowl 56 coming our way, man. And I, I just, I can't wait, man. We've got a crazy show in store for you. Uh, we've also got a guest, as you can see, uh, a, a big special guest um, at the bottom right of your screen. Uh, a, a, you know, to be honest, an OG of this podcast. You know, this guy was, uh, you know, part of the original crew and super happy to have him on, of course, Justin Bell. Um, uh, in addition to Craig Schmucker, George Ruggio, and uh, me as well, uh, David Gillespie, as your host today. Um, thank you so much for being on, Justin, man. Uh, you know, just for those of you who, who haven't seen you in a while, like, what have you been up to? How you been? Um, and how's the new gig at Clutch Points for you? Oh, yeah, it's been great, yeah. Um, just been working over there at Clutch Points. Um, been going to these Rams games, the home games at least. Um, been to all the games this year at home because from season tickets and then going to the playoff games. Uh, the last one, gosh, that was really intense. Um, it, it was almost kind of like a mini Super Bowl kind of leading into this one. It was like, oh, like yeah. the Rams kind of have to play two Super Bowls and get emotionally ready two different times for like these huge games. So we'll see how they kind of can um, react after having a huge game, then two weeks off, and then another one. <clears throat> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's just been a crazy, crazy uh, whirlwind of a season for the Rams, of course, uh, getting over that hump because we'd always talked about them as that next team. Like they were building something, a Super Bowl trophies coming their way. And, it, you know, they got close in 2018. But um, did you have something you want to say, Craig? I just got some really great information. Breaking news. What's that? Joe Burrow, before the Super Bowl, has already been named the MVP of MVPs by Nickelodeon. Oh, God. <laughs> Add another honor to the name. What Was that necessary? The MVP? Uh, it's big news. The MVP? It's big news. No, it's not. That's a, that's a current right. sport. Like, the last, like, three quarterbacks to uh, have won the MVP had something disastrous happen following what, it. No, well, they do no, a, this is a second a one, MVP. right? No, this is oh, MVP oh. of MVPs. This is, like, for the whole season. Don't like, he won the whole, You know you want a good game. Oh, deal. So, <laughs> the thing is... The MVPs that you're talking about is like Trubisky winning it for a game, not for a season. Yeah. Exactly. That's what. Oh, yeah. You know what? Look, you're right. There, there is a, there is a difference. And all, and he's already won it for a game. So. And and even then, I think that vote was rigged because the Bears fans must have just smothered that fucking voting process to get oh, Trubisky. What, to get Trubisky There's no won? way in hell did he deserve that award. No way in hell. He needed know? some kind of award, right? I suppose for the yeah, bullshit you to for, put up with uh, with Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace. So there's no, he that. gets the you know? award for escaping Chicago under Matt Nagy. Seriously yeah. though, and you know, obviously we're talking about. You know, I mean, Craig, we're talking about this in uh, the chat that maybe he could be on the move. Potentially, that could be a, a, a point of interest for Brian Dable to bring him in and put some pressure on uh, 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 Daniel Jones. It doesn't work out. Uh, it could. I mean, uh, would I mean, just a, 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 a pressure competition. Point, oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Would that be a good quarterback competition? Probably. Would I like for yeah. the Giants to run with either of those quarterbacks? Not at all. Yeah. Not not look, really. <laughs> if, look, I'll tell you guys, you two guys, this right now. If Nick, if Nicky was in here right now, he would be, he'd be giving you guys oh. business for even talking about Trubisky on the Giants. 
I think I think he would straight up probably just jump out of the episode if I broke the news to him. He would just be like, yeah. "Fuck this shit, I'm done. I can't handle it right now. I can't fucking handle I, it." You know, so. I, like if you guys don't follow be... Nikki on, on uh, Twitter, it is an absolute pleasure. It is a joy. Yeah, I want to say he got at kicked Nikki snacks. at Nikki Snacks. Yeah. Go follow him. Yeah. He was a, a yeah. friend of the show, guest on the show. Um, mm -hmm. I think he got kicked out of another Giants game this season. Like he, he did. did. I think but, he said he has every single season. But no, between he when he was last on, which was what, like a month ago, maybe like maybe a month and a half. And mm -hmm, now, yeah. which is not that many games, if you think about it, he was able yeah, to get no, kicked out not. of MetLife again. He's, a, he's approaching like a season's worth of games he's been kicked out with at this point. So honestly, you know, I like, suppose that's an endeavor that, you know. <laughs> That, that that that's on his bucket list, you know. It's to, to maybe yeah. reach that point, you know. Maybe I'll have like a record. Yeah, I know that. Maybe that's he's vying for like the Guinness World Record or something like that. I don't know who has the record for most mm. kickouts, like a NFL game. It or might what. have to be only Giants games because I'm very sure, like there there are probably some Eagles fans that have been kicked out of like. <laughs> oh yeah, know, every game. Every game, just about. Yeah, I mean. And for them, it's it's how many times that's a have they passage like had a core. Or was that? I would say for Eagles fans, like a young Eagles fan, that's a rite of passage. If exactly, you don't yeah. get kicked out, there's something wrong. Like, when you get to speak to the judge downstairs at Lincoln Financial, like that's oh yeah, it. down in the dungeon, like <laughs> that's your calling right there. You know, when your stadium even has a judge, <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> Seriously, <messed up. laughs> exactly. Oh, it's crazy. It's so man. bad. Yeah, but uh, um, we got a crazy show in store for you guys today. Uh, can't wait to get right into it. Before we do, we got to give a shout out to our sponsor. As usual, we're talking Symbol, of course, a great fantasy football opportunity in store for you guys. If you head on over to symbol.app today, uh, use the promo code OTH and you get a $10 deposit bonus for deposit of $25 or greater by utilizing the system where you're managing fantasy football teams, like you're managing stocks in the stock market. It's a really cool experience, a really cool simulation. So once again, head on over to symbol.app, use the promo code OTH, and you get a $10 deposit bonus for deposit of $25, $25 or greater. Um, also, shout out to NFL Global on Facebook for sharing our posts. A uh, uh, great opportunity to talk all things NFL. If you head on over and search NFL Global on there. Um, so, yeah, without further ado, let's get right into this, fellas. This is going to be a crazy one. Uh, um, I honestly think, you know, we have been so rewarded over the last few weeks by the football gods out there. They really have. I mean, the divisional rounds, every game was phenomenal. <laughs> Both of the conference championships were phenomenal, too. And I think we honestly could be in store for another special you know, spectacle uh, uh, coming this Sunday, coming this Super Bowl Sunday. So, uh, of course, we all know the Los Angeles Rams are actually hosting the Cincinnati Bengals. They're 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 the home team. I mean, technically, actually, the Bengals are listed as the home team, but the the, the yeah. team that's hosting them within their own stadium is the Los Angeles Rams. And it, it's a crazy. There's so many storylines to pick out of this game. Um, but I want to before we also get into that though, I want to ask like, with it being Super Bowl Sunday, it's such a special day. It really, it honestly should be a holiday in this country at this point. Like, it's just, it's such a, I mean, it, it, there's just so much to be discussed and so much to celebrate. It's the most watched event in all of America. So, um, I have to ask, what's your guys' all-time favorite Super Bowl memory? Uh, um, we'll start with you, Craig. Uh, growing up, my dad's a big Pittsburgh fan. So, mm -hmm. for me, like, I liked a lot of their players. And, you know, I'm really a player guy anyways. But, uh Jerome Bettis being able to retire after winning the Super Bowl in his hometown. Oh, 
That's got to be that's got to be up there because I mean he didn't have the greatest game. I think he had like 43 yards rushing Mm -hmm. or something. It wasn't he didn't do anything amazing, but they won the game as a team. And and Ben's second year, there's another second year quarterback playing this year that could possibly do that. Exactly. Exactly. I was I was just happy for Jerome Bettis. I loved him as a a running back and watching him just punish people on like every run. Who 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 doesn't love Jerome Bettis? Yeah. Funny story. One of my uh, coaches in high school slash like teacher in high school played in the NFL, and I think he played for the Redskins. And they were playing the uh, the Steelers, and he said he went to tackle Jerome Bettis, and he said you don't hit Jerome Bettis. Jerome Bettis hits you, and you hope that he just falls. Yeah, I mean they call him the bus for that. Isn't that an awesome <laughs> nickname? Like you know, if you really think is. of like like monster, beast, or animal, like we hear that shit all the time. The bus where you carry people on your back. I mean, it's like a bus. It's awesome, man. There's just not very many better nicknames out there, you know? This is also a little mini kind of funny story about Jerome Bettis, about the bus. I guess, um, like, in his post-playing days, or, like, I guess even during his playing days, he has kind of suffered from, um, like, back issues, like spinal issues. Mm -hmm. Uh, Interestingly enough, when I got hired at the company that I currently work at, which we deal with, uh, like, spinal surgery and stuff like that, I went to the website first because, of course, you know, you do a little do a little digging, do a little research. And I look at this website, and Jerome Bettis is, like, a spokesman for the company that I work for. Really? Like, or, or was <coughs> at some point. Wow. And, like, in my interview, I was like, okay, look, man, like, <clears throat> to a hiring manager. The guy ended up becoming my boss. I'm like, before I go, like, I understand I'm supposed to have, like, an interview question, but I have a real question. How'd you guys get... Jerome the bus Bettis to be yeah. like the guy on your website like to to really be showing off like what this company's all about like that is just so funny to me he's so awesome man I mean you, you can't help but just root, root on people like that and I was you know that was a huge storyline going into that season um, you know, I've got an interesting uh, uh, Super Bowl memory that's similar to that, uh, pertaining to the Steelers that I'm going to get into in a little bit. But I want to hear from you, George. What is your all-time favorite Super Bowl memory? I know it's a little difficult for you because, you know, even though Craig is, more, I guess, more of a Saints fan, he's also a Players fan, and his dad obviously has the Steeler, Steelers roots, so it's, yeah. it's probably easier for him to appreciate a Super Bowl memory as opposed to maybe you because, you no, know, I got you're, you're a Jets fan. No, so I, 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 I have you know? one, and it's easy. What's that? Uh, you know, 17-1. and one. Seven, or you mean? Are you, oh, or, the you mean seventeen to one? Oh, the you Giants. mean you mean eighteen to one? Oh, you know whatever. Either way, yeah. They yeah. didn't go. Yeah. They didn't go undefeated. Helmet catch, exactly. and like thing is to me that helmet catch, not even like the craziest one of that game. That throw by Eli to Manningham oh, yeah. down the sideline mm-hmm. was arguably like the craziest throw and catch like mm-hmm. I have ever seen. It was just so pinpoint perfect. Mm-hmm. Just, just absolutely insane. And then, like for you know, for my dad and stuff like that to see, uh, uh, see the Giants go go out there and uh, win a game that they were clearly not favored in at all. Um, yeah. it, it was all you know, and of course, like some of the veteran guys on that team, like um, like Michael Strahan, OCM, and your mm-hmm. guys like that, who I mean are just kind of in a way universally loved. Uh, it, it was really cool to see them be able to uh, essentially go out with a bang as well. Yeah. No, those giant Super Bowls were awesome, and both 2007 and 2011, ridiculously close, ridiculously memorable with all the crazy plays. Uh, Justin, what about you? I mean, 
do you remember much of the the, the Super Bowl uh, uh, between the Titans and the Rams? Like, I, I gotta yeah, imagine that must he, be high up there, right? Yeah. Gonna I was gonna say it was a tie between the Tyree catch and the Mike Jones tackle when the Rams yeah. won the Super Bowl in oh, yep. 2000. Yeah, that was my first year actually of watching football ever, so I was kind of spoiled as a kid, just mm-hmm. being a little nine, ten-year-old watching the Rams that whole season, and it was just awesome to see and that. Before that last play where Jones had made the tackle on the one-yard line, the Rams mm-hmm. had the ball, and they had completed, about, I think it was like a 65- or 70-yard pass to Isaac Bruce. Yep. And it was just a bomb, and it was kind of reminiscent of the Cooper Cup catch against the Bucks, where we're, yeah. you're not really expecting them to go deep, and then all of a sudden it's just, oh, my God, there's somebody down there, and just the joy of jumping up and down and screaming like, Oh my God! We just got a position to win the Super Bowl, and then the emotions of going right back and forth to Oh my gosh, this is going to go to overtime, and just even on that final play, you go through all the emotions on that one play of Oh, oh, this is oh, they're scoring for sure. Oh wait, maybe they're not, and then he, it's just best thing ever to get that feeling of winning a Super Bowl, and now here I am, still waiting, 22 years later. Yeah. Get that second one. Get that feeling again. Fingers crossed, man. Fingers crossed. You know. Yeah. No, I, I. That's that's awesome, man. Uh, Mike Jones making that play. You know. Uh, you know. Just unbelievable. Stopping Kevin Dyson on the one yard line. I mean, could it get any closer than that? Like, it's just, it's mm-hmm. unbelievable. I wish I would have been watching. I mean, I was super. Young. I was five years old when that Super Bowl was going on. So I didn't get a tune. I didn't really start watching football until I moved back from 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 England to. Uh, uh, to Mississippi um, uh, about in 2004. So the first Super Bowl I watched was the Panthers and the Patriots. And hell no, I'm not – you know, initially I was a Panthers fan. So hell no, I'm not choosing that one because that ended in fucking heartbreak. So uh, yeah. for me, um, I'd have to choose uh, – um, because, you know, my, same thing with my Bears losing to the Colts. That was also a heartbreak. Don't want to get into that uh, – uh, uh, you know, experience that was basically my Vietnam, you know. <laughs> no, it's uh, – um, uh, but uh, – for me, because my my brother and my my dad are Steelers fans, um, th- I have to go with the Steelers Super Bowl against the Cardinals in two thousand eight. Mm-hmm. That was yeah. the greatest game of football I've ever seen. There was just so much, uh, uh, so much to just be, be in shock and awe about. There's so many great plays, so many great performances, um, just a balance of everything. You had you know Kurt Warner balling out, Larry Fitzgerald having not just one of the you know a spectacular game, you know a spectacular Super Bowl performance, but a spectacular postseason in general. You look at the numbers the guy was putting up. I mean, that's one of the greatest postseasons I've ever seen from a wide receiver in every single game he played for those Cardinals. And he had that, you know, what looked like it was going to be shocking the world with that late, you know, fourth quarter touchdown with like five minutes to go. And everyone's like, oh, man, the Steelers, their backups, the backs are up against the wall. And then that crazy-ass drive with Ben Roethlisberger hooking up with Santonio Holmes, man. You know, and that James Harrison interception for a touchdown to close out the first half. There's just so much. I just, oh man, that's it, it. It was just awesome, man. It really was just. I mean, there's so many. We've been very blessed over the last few years with some great Super Bowl performances, uh, but that one stands atop for me for sure. What's funny is that was actually the I was trying to decide between that one and uh, yeah, the other one because I was like the San Antonio Holmes toe tap catch. Oh yeah, that was something else. Great throw and a great catch. I mean, it was just all around just super special. Um, you know, I, I guess I'm spontaneously kind of adding additional question, but is there a go-to meal you, you guys have for your Super Bowl? Like, I'm cooking prime rib this weekend, you know? That's what we're going down with. Is there something you guys are, are cooking for the special day or anything that comes to mind? Just grilling. Just grilling but in general? Doesn't matter what it is. 
Nothing yeah, really? Nothing special. Gotcha. Kind of keep on whatever you ate last week. Eat that again. <laughs> yeah. Whatever you last week, throw that again. Just be Th superstitious. Oh, yeah. I know exactly. Are you a superstitious guy, uh, uh, Justin? Oh, for sure. Yeah, as much <laughs> as I can be at. I don't remember that many things. Well, I don't really remember what I ate last week. So, but if I remember, I'm doing it again. Yeah. I'm trying to keep that tradition going of, especially if I'm on a winning streak. Oh gosh. Yeah, for real, man. For real. Same and thing on a losing streak. I just try to switch everything up as I can. One of the Rams went on a three-game losing streak earlier this year, and it was like, ugh. Got to change up my my my, uh, my yeah. habits, you know. Got to change up the ritual, you know. As so. a team with. Three-game losing streak ever won the Super Bowl? Like getting in your own head and. I want to say they have. Yes, they did. Drew, uh, Drew Brees and the Saints in 2009 lost their final three games of the season to close oh, out the yeah. season. Yeah, that's right. right. Yep, and then they won the Super Bowl. I'll never forget that. It's crazy. So, um, you know, I, I I still feel good about your Rams, but it, it could be a close one with this one. There's the do not count the Bengals out. They are the dark horse of any teams. To, to win the Super Bowl, yeah. I, I was saying that prior to the postseason, you know. So yeah. um, we should we should they absolutely be in store for every game this postseason. They've won it in different ways, and even even when Tennessee was able to get to the pressure on them and get nine sacks, they still won that game. So most definitely, yeah. What about you, George? Do you have any special meal that comes to mind, or no, nothing really. I guess you could say, in a way, like it's it's hard for me to say, like oh, general tailgate food, because like. For a lot of people, that can mean, you know, so many different things. But, like, if you just think, like, classic kind of tailgate food, uh, in, in a sense, that's kind of it. I mean, if, gotcha. it was always up, if it was always up to me, my, my go-to for, like, a good, a good sporting event, wings. Man, like, oh, a, yeah. a good plate of, like, really, really nicely done chicken wings. Come mm -hmm. on, you can't beat that, man. Like, oh, it's so love good. me some chicken yeah. wings. Can't can't yeah. do the spice, but I, I love chicken wings oh, at the no. mild, you know. No. Yeah. No, 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 no. They've got to be. Yeah. They've got to have some some zip to them, man. Like. I oh. know there's a ton of shame that comes with me saying that because it's almost like saying it's speaking heresy to say that, you know. But I I'm such a I'm I'm, a, I'm an absolute wimp when it comes to spice. I'm a bitch when it comes to it's, it. Especially with where I'm from, like, mm -hmm. there are so many good wing places around here, and like, all of them have really great like hot sauces. Ah, oh, it's so good. So yeah, good. absolutely. Um, well, let's start off with you know what? Um, I, I'm gonna th I'm gonna say we'll start off with the underdog real quick. I, I want to ask a couple questions real quick about the Bengals. Well, I, I guess this is also a, a actually this is also pertaining to the Rams too. Um, speaking of storylines, um, especially this one has a ton of them. We talked about, you know, the fact that, uh, um, uh, this, the, the Rams are hosting this game. The fact that Matt Stafford is, is just coming off his time, you know, with Detroit where everyone was like, Oh, what, what's the point of going after him? He's a loser in Detroit. What's he going to do? Is he going to be the missing link for the Rams? Uh, and, and, you know, finally getting over that hump and here he is finally in his first Super Bowl, his first ever playoff win too this year. Uh, he was able to achieve. And then you got Joe Burrow, you know, arguably, I think, unequivocally the comeback player of the year after his torn ACL last year. You know, he's just in his second year. Cincinnati hadn't even won a playoff game in 31 years prior to this year. And here they are in the Super Bowl, way ahead of schedule compared to where everyone thought they would be because everyone here, I, I'm pretty sure, at least uh, Craig and George, thought that the, the Bengals were going to be last in the AFC North. Um, and... Lo and behold, they shocked the world, man. They absolutely shocked the world. 
And a big reason why was, of course, that 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 uh, Joe Shiesty under center, man. That that dude is, you know, whatever his nickname is. If it's Mighty Joe Young, if it's Joe Exotic, you know, because he's the Bengal tamer, you know, he's the he's the Bengal guy, you know. Um, it, it, the guy has just gotten it done. It's just been absolutely incredible to see. What's the bigger storyline between you two with these two quarterbacks? Is it Matt Stafford or is it uh, 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 Joe Burrow? And I'm actually going to start. Let's start with you, Justin. Oh uh, yeah, I think. Matt Stafford is a pretty good story here, but I think if you're thinking of the bigger story, it's probably Joe Burrow. Um, just coming off of the torn ACL last year, uh, making it back and playing in every single game this year, uh, leading the league in completion percentage and leading the league in completion percentage outside the hashes, which is a big thing. He's, he's not just completing these easy passes over the middle. He's really trying to put the ball in a tight window on the outside, competing one-on-one -on -one when Chase has got lined up against the best cornerback or Boyd or Higgins out there. Higgins was dominant the last four or five weeks of the season. Um, so, yeah, it's I think it's got to be Burrow, who's the, the bigger story here, especially coming off of the injury. Even if he wasn't coming off of the injury, he would, a second-year quarterback making the Super Bowl leading league in completion percentage, that's a big story. But coming off the ACL, too, it it's just makes it all the more reason to pick him yeah no there's some great points honestly um uh let's go to you georgia who do you got for the bigger storyline between these two it's it's really hard not to say joe burrow i, I mean just like and, and i'm looking even all the way back to his you know collegiate days i mean he didn't make the team at ohio state his essentially his hometown mm -hmm. school his hometown university goes to uh didn't he also he there was a stop between Ohio State and LSU, wasn't there? No, he was at Ohio was, State no. and he, he lost the quarterback he battle. Yeah. Lost his yeah, he, he lost the quarterback battle yeah. to Dwayne Haskins mm -hmm. and because he was the backup. Well yep. he wound up being third string because he got injured the year before, I think it was, and then he was in a quarterback battle with Haskins that next season, lost and then transferred to LSU. Yeah. Back then they didn't have the transfer portal, he had to oh, stay out a full right. year. Right. They couldn't he yeah. had to stay mm -hmm. the, the year, that's right. But, I mean, either way, for yeah. him to lose out on the job more than once uh, and, and then have to essentially try and go somewhere where they haven't, like, sorry to say this, Craig, but LSU at the time was a program that hadn't really won much over the last, you know, pretty good chunk of time. Yeah, they were just mediocre. Very, yeah, very middling. Mediocre. And, of course, they always had talent coming in. It's an SEC school. But for him to really elevate that program – to mm -hmm. a perfect season, a Heisman champion, a uh, Heisman title, yeah. a national championship, and then essentially immediately step into the NFL and bring his team success. Because honestly, oh, he's a second-year player. He played what, like th a couple, handful of games, his rookie season, yeah, and then injured. he tore yeah. his ACL and missed the rest mm -hmm. of the year. Yeah, it's really astounding what he's been able to do with uh, limited on-field experience, limited NFL mm -hmm. on-field experience. Um, and, and honestly, with a trash offensive line, because mm -hmm. yeah. it was it's been yeah. bad all season. Like yeah. it's not been very good. I mean, we're talking about a man who who won a playoff game and got sacked nine times in the same Jesus. game. Yeah, <laughs> against the Titans, man, that was rough right. business. Like just absolutely mm -hmm. ridiculous. And as much as I love Matt Stafford, because I like I have always been. Like, you know, really banging on the table for, for Matt Stafford because, uh, you know, every year it seems like he just gets continually disrespected, or at least he did whenever he was mm -hmm. with Detroit because I want to say that he played, mm -hmm. what, like 12 seasons there and had, like, 
10 of them where he threw for more than 4,000 yards. Yeah. Something like that, roundabout. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just an incredible level of consistency with a team that's not good and, a, and an organization that up till that point was not good. So uh, as much as I love Matt Stafford, I think, um, you know, you just have to give it to Burrow this uh, this year. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I feel the same way. I mean, and he did it with a fl- very flawed team. Their defense isn't as good as the Rams. Their offensive line isn't as good as the Rams. The Rams' surrounding players are uh, much better. I mean, Burrow and the Bengals were not supposed to be here. Like we said, none of us picked them to be here. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. also, he's another storyline behind it is he's playing for Cincinnati and his home state where he played high school football. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool, too. And then I saw something that John Kuhn posted, and he said he'd be the first quarterback to win a Super Bowl, a national championship, and a Heisman Trophy. Yep, exactly. So that's that's another thing, another storyline right there. So as much as Stafford's a good story, and I, I like Stafford. I think he's been super underrated for years, and I'm happy that he got to bust loose to Detroit. Um, it's got to be Burrow here. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. You guys brought up a lot of great points. Um, and, and with Joe Burrow, too, I mean, coming off that 20 CL and then into year two, like you expect a sophomore slump just without the injury. And then on top of that, he overcomes the injury. I mean, it's just it's 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 unbelievable. It's just astonishing to see what this guy's been able to overcome. Going back, like we said, to his college days where his, his, his final year, which proved for, you know, proved to, to be the deciding factor, obviously, that he was going to be the number one overall pick. Uh, um, came out of nowhere. No one saw the 60 touchdowns coming because he had started for LSU the previous year. And he wasn't yeah. horrendous, but he was he was average. He was mediocre. He was, eh, you know, like you didn't really think much about him. And then I was, probably I, have been like a fourth or fifth round pick or something in the NFL at like that. Yeah, point. he would have been exactly a late round pick, probably. You know, that wouldn't have gotten you know uh, uh, thought of much coming into the NFL. And then it just goes to show the transformation that can happen within a year, you know? And, and that's why you just don't count any of these guys out. Like in terms of, you know, if, you, if it looks like the going's getting tough, like, man, you, there's some shit that'll shock you out there. And he's certainly one of those storylines. Um, by the way, like I said, with the first overall pick uh, 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 selection on Joe Burrow uh, uh, from, from Cincinnati, uh, Matt Stafford, also a number one overall pick. So there's two number one overall picks that are squaring off against each other in this Super Bowl. Um, yeah, I think number nine. Both of them are number nine. That's a great point. God, I didn't even think of that. (laughs) And both of them from the SEC. Such good big facts for you guys. Yeah, Georgia and LSU. Yeah, exactly. It's two SEC teams. I mean, it's crazy how many, like, fucking comparisons there are, you know? It's just, it's wild. Um, but uh, I I honestly think you could pick either one. It's it's really a pick your poison because I feel very inspirational about the Matt Stafford storyline because everyone has doubted this guy and disrespected this guy going back to his Detroit days. And this guy was the only one really, well, him and Calvin Johnson, were the only two really keeping that fucking franchise afloat. Like, they were easily the biggest deciding factors of why Detroit even stayed relevant the last 10 years. So, um, it, it just unbelievable what he's been able to accomplish. Um, but I have to go with Joe Burrow, I think, with all things considered, the injury, you know, his, his history in particular, how he was kind of an underdog, uh, um, it being his sophomore year, bringing Cincinnati to relevance, coming out of nowhere where no one expected it because obviously Matt Stafford's trade was the biggest, probably the biggest storyline of the offseason when it came to all the trades that took place. Everyone said, this is shaking up the, the, the league right now. This is shaking up the NFC. 
and, and we certainly saw that uh, um, uh, uh, ultimately take place. Um, by the way, Z2 Fantasy talking about Chris Matthews' uh, blow-up game against uh, um, the New England Patriots in the Super Bowl was a, a big Super Bowl memory for him. That was definitely something I saw coming out of nowhere and, and certainly made that game uh, uh, very interesting. One of the greatest Super Bowls also um, that we've ever seen uh, 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 in years past. Um, but, yeah, there's just there's so much to, to, uh, uh, to get into with this. I, I want to ask you actually real quick, too, Justin. What was your thought process when Matt Stafford was traded to – uh, um, uh, just for those of you who don't know, like when he, when he was traded to the Rams, like were you like this is the this is it? Like we're going to reach uh, 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 the top, we're going to get over the hump and finally get ourselves uh, uh, in the conversation of vying for a Super Bowl trophy. You know, it's just the NFL is so tough that you you always know that you have to be healthy, you have to have everything go right. And even even this year when the Rams traded for Von Miller, traded for mm-hmm. or signed Odell Beckham. Uh, traded for Stafford in the offseason. They still needed every single thing to go right just to get there. So, you know, you don't think automatically all oh, this is like a Super Bowl winning team, but you, I, I was just in complete shock because you never thought that the Rams were going to be able to get a, out from underneath the golf contract, and to be able to get out from underneath that and bring in Stafford at the same time, it was just like, I, I, like, wow, how does how, how does Les Snead, the magician, once again pull off something like this and? Uh, he just shown that um, the, the cap is just just something, just an imaginary number in the future yeah. that you can always change, and it's nothing is set in stone until you get there. And uh, he he got it done. He he, he had to attach a, an extra first round pick to get the trade done because it probably would have been a first and a third to get Stafford. Yeah. And instead they had to give up two firsts and a third. But uh, I think getting out from underneath the golf contract was the only mm-hmm. way that they could bring Stafford in. So uh, you got to do what you got to do there. Yeah, it, it was a risky move, but I think it was a necessary risk, and and they're going all in, and it, it's it certainly has panned out thus far. Um, I gotta ask for this Bengals team: what is the bigger concern for them? Stopping Cooper Cup, who has just absolutely lit up this entire year, including the playoffs, where his last two games he's had what? I mean, he was like 140 yards one game and 180 the other other game, if memory serves me correctly. Um, or protecting Joe Burrow. I I gotta ask those questions because it it, it just it, there's just it's unbelievable what we're seeing, you know, from this this Bengals team, and 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 I gotta ask, like, what 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 do they need to do to get over that? What what's the bigger concern between those two? We'll start with you, Craig. Uh, I think it's Cup. You gotta stop Cup. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I know they have Odell on the other side, but you gotta put some bracket coverage over there or something. Mm-hmm. And the, my reasoning for saying this is just because he's been so damn good this year. He's he's just going over for for over a hundred yards, like basically every game. And then you have Joe Burrow, who doesn't really get rattled when he gets hit. So I'm not too worried about protecting Joe Burrow. They weren't worried about it in the draft, so why am I going to worry about it now? Mm-hmm. And it hasn't seemed to be an issue all season. So I think you just got to play good defense and try and stop Cup. And really, uh, besides putting bracket co- coverage over there, you really just need to try and get Stafford rattled. Because if you could get him rattled, he makes bad decisions sometimes. We saw it near the end of the season. Mm-hmm. But he's been he's been on fire these playoffs, so I don't know if it's going to happen that way because he's playing on such a big stage, and he seems like he's just really locked in. But if you get to him enough times, and Trey Hendrickson and uh, Sam Hubbard mm-hmm. are, I mean, they combined for, what, three and a half sacks against uh, the Chiefs last week, and they made, mm-hmm. uh, they made Mahomes' day just hell all day. So I think that's how you have to play it. Yeah, yeah. Trey Henderson, a, a ridiculously great free agency acquisition this year, for sure. What about yes. you, George? It, 
Oh, it's so tough because I mean I, I'm I'm definitely with Craig in that you know if it was it hadn't been a priority for them to go out and make sure that Burrow is protected up until this point. I mean, like I just said, he won a game getting hit nine times, and then even mm-hmm. against the Chiefs, he was under duress for a large portion of the game. You know, it's not as though that hasn't been an issue for them all postseason, all regular season. We knew it was going to be a problem going into the season. We're just now talking about a quarterback who is completely unflappable, a quarterback who clearly, in a sense, just has such a short memory in terms of how plays go, how plays have gone. It's all about the next play. It's all about where this game is going from here, that here being you know what play is coming up, as opposed to a guy who kind of looks – looks both ways, looks behind him and says, mm-hmm. oh, well, I got hit that time. I don't want to do that again. No, he clearly just doesn't give a damn. He just wants to yeah, go out there wow. and sling that football <laughs> around. So exactly. if, if you're the Bengals, I think the biggest, um, uh, their <clears throat> biggest concern has to be doing something to slow down that Rams offense that has just been on, just absolutely on fire the last couple weeks. And, you know, it's going to be incredibly difficult to stop both of those guys, uh, you know, those being OBJ and Cooper Cup. Uh, and keep in mind, Van Jefferson is still a very talented receiver. Uh, he is yeah. very young, mm-hmm. and, and he has had his kind of struggles a little bit when it when it comes to uh, some of the drops. But mm-hmm. he is still a very talented receiver that you you can't just kind of leave open. Uh, he, mm-hmm. He's certainly not that type of guy. Uh, yeah. So for the Bengals, I, I think their biggest concern has to be finding a way to. I can't even say stop Cooper Cup because I don't think that's realistic. It's slow him down. It's find a way to contain him as opposed Mm -hmm. to stop him because I I just don't see stopping him as possible kind of at all. So. No, absolutely. Brought up some great points. Uh, not to mention, too, with the Rams, you got Higby and Jefferson both listed as questionable in this game. So, oh. Cup could be funneled the football uh, and the target. Bland looked pretty nice, though. What, What's that? Kendall Bland. Kendall Bland, yeah. their uh, backup. Oh, yeah. He looked pretty nice in the last he, game. Five for 54, I think. Yeah, he's a sneaky yeah. good target, honestly. Like, he can yeah. hold it down for a Higby if he's out. Um, no doubt. Uh, no doubt about that. Um, what about you, Justin? What do you think is the bigger uh, bigger uh, uh, need to address, either protecting Joe Burrow or stopping Cooper Cup for the Bengals? Um, I think I'm going to go the opposite way here. Just There's not really any stopping or really any slowing down Cooper Cup. He's always going to get his. If, mm-hmm. if, if you're double-teaming him with the bracket coverage, like you said, the Rams usually just run some pick plays with the tight ends, mm-hmm. and then Cooper Cup is free, and he, he's going to get his. And I think... The biggest thing for the the Bengals is going to be protecting Burrow because you just you're not going to beat the Rams playing from behind and down in distance, and you're not going to beat the Rams playing from behind in a game. Period. It's if they lost that 49ers game um, at the end of the regular season there, and that was the first time in 72 games ever that Sean McVay had a lead at halftime that he had lost that game. Yeah. It just doesn't happen. They're just so good at clock management, ball control offense once they get to the fourth quarter with more than an eight-point lead. Mm-hmm. Um, if the Bengals are going to try to play the same kind of game that they played against Tennessee, against Kansas City, where they're keeping it close or having to come from behind, it, it's, I don't think that's the way they're going to be able to win this one. I think tennis, or the Bengals are going to have to protect up front. They're going to have to score some points with the Rams and make this game into a shootout to where they're in the high 20s or low 30s that the Bengals are going to try to win this one. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think this this could be a game of playing keep up with these uh, just 
two high flying offenses between these two, honestly. Um, for me, I got to go with uh, uh, stopping Cooper Cup because, you know, again, with those injuries that, that are coming into play, um, I think, you know, with, with Higby and with Jefferson, uh, uh, that could be a big deciding factor, you know, if those guys aren't exactly the healthiest. Um, uh, you know, and because and, 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 with Joe Burrow, like, he's, he's so resilient against that offensive line or, or uh, um, you know, with, with them not protecting for him. Uh, and we sh we obviously saw that in the Tennessee game. We've seen that all year because he was the most sacked quarterback in the entire league this year. Um, and I think honestly, the the old line actually played pretty well against the Chiefs, and they've got a decent pass. Like they've got a you know Jaron Reed and and Frank Clark. I mean, I don't think they were the highest in the league or anywhere near that this year uh, in terms of sacks. But uh, um, you know, because we saw some disappointing seasons from Jaron Reed and Frank Clark, but there's still always a chance of them to thrive and obviously in addition to a Chris Jones as well and they held it down you know they didn't they held Joe Burrow to just one sack um so they did a pretty decent job uh uh, uh honestly kind of paving the way for him I actually really like uh I don't really like but I, I kind of like the left side line with Jonah Williams and with Spain as well uh um uh you know I, I think they they honestly are are not too shabby offense linemen but it's the right side that really seems to just consistently be a leaky faucet to say the least um so i think honestly but i think nonetheless like i think that they'll still protect the they know to account for an aaron donald they know that they're going to need to they need to, to, to double team him they need to you know go with max protection situations uh, um max protection schemes you know things of that nature in addition to obviously a von miller i think they'll be fine uh despite what a lot of people are feeling worrisome about um because th there are some decent pass rushes for the rams too um I, I just think with Cooper Cup, I mean, going down the stat line for him in the in the the playoffs, he had what sixty one yards in a touchdown on five catches against Arizona. He didn't really need to produce that much in that game because they were destroying the hell out of the Cardinals in that game. Nine for one eighty three in a touchdown and eleven for one hundred forty two and two touchdowns against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and San Francisco 49ers. That's phenomenal. I mean, you know, I was talking about Larry Fitzgerald's legendary postseason in two thousand eight. That might be the second best I have seen at least since then, you know, and maybe the second best ever. Like, he, he has been absolutely on fire this postseason. And I, I feel a little nervous about the, the, the Bengals, you know, going up against this. They like to play a lot of cover one, uh, uh, but especially a lot of cover three. That is really their go-to. So I think probably what would bode well for them is to probably play more so zone coverage because Matt Stafford is actually the number one quarterback in the entire league, according to Pro Football Focus. Uh, against man coverage, uh, so that you know that's a big thing that I think could also factor into uh, what the Bengals are going to do uh, uh, schematically in terms of leaning more towards a zone defense as opposed to a man one like Cover One is. Um, so uh, yeah, I think honestly that, that that's going to be a key thing. Um, you know, we saw some great things out of their secondary, but they can also be kind of flip floppy. Uh, but last week they, they, there were some nice plays, honestly, that they made in the clutch. You know. Uh, even I'm going to give a shout out to Eli Apple of all people. Okay, and I know it sounds like ridiculous. I knew the face palm was coming. I knew it was fucking coming. Listen, okay, hear me out for a second, folks. Do you guys remember at the end of the first half, okay, when he committed that P.I. on Tyreek Hill that was on a wide-open touchdown? Do you guys remember that? Yeah. That would have been a difference in the game. Either that one, because that would have been for sure touchdown. That would have either been the difference in the game. And then on top of that, they almost scored later on in that drive to close out the first half before time expired where Eli Apple stopped Tyreek Hill before he reached the goal line. Now, he sucked the rest of the game. He was absolute garbage the rest of the fucking game, you know? But but those two plays, man, I'm just saying, 
those two plays were, were, were game deciders, okay? So, you know, if, if, as long as you can make those clay, he's like the Tim Tebow of cornerbacks, you know? Like, he sucks ass the rest of the game, but hey, he's got these, you know, these I magical mean, plays. Honest, though, I don't think I've ever seen or, or heard Tim Tebow going out on Twitter and just being as absolutely disrespectful as possible <laughs> to literally every single human that interacted with him after that game i'm talking <laughs> former teammates other players random people that are commenting oh, just God. going in on people uh, if you didn't see that go go follow <laughs> Eli Apple. I, like just oh god he's not a good corner like no all. he's not he's not he is not what a good corner this place, you know but man his twitter content is a plus his twitter game it, is money it's so it, it's so funny dude they call him the class clown of the Bengals. i think i'm trying to remember who, who it was that specifically yeah, i wonder that. why yeah <laughs> yeah mostly knowing mostly known for his clown and as opposed to his playing to say the least um, yeah. But but yeah, I, I think the secondary like that's the that's really like I love Trey Hendrickson. I, he's a consistent force. But like they're the position group as a whole, I feel like I want to lean more towards the secondary because of a Chidobe Awuzie, a Chidobe Awuzie, um, a, a Jesse Bates, and a, a Von Bell. Those guys like they're capable of playing at a very high level. Especially like Von Bell has been phenomenal this year, and a Jesse Bates who's had a down year, but he's played pretty well in the postseason and had that crazy big uh, uh, game deciding tip too. Uh, uh, on Tyreek Hill to force that interception of Von Bild, Von Bell in the overtime uh, to kind of give the Bengals that boost to to, to get the uh, to bring home the AFC Championship. So um, I think that's the biggest concern, honestly, for me. Um, let's go on to the Rams side of the ball, okay? Uh, I know uh, Justin's got to be salivating at talking about this, uh, uh, you know, thinking about what we're going to talk about with this Rams team and how special they've been all season. I got to ask real quick, What's Matt Stafford's biggest concern heading into this matchup against the Bengals defense? Justin, let's start with you. You're the super fan of the Rams. Let's go. <laughs> I think it's probably the Bengals' run defense. Uh, they're fifth in the league in run defense so far um, in the regular season. They've just been about the same in the postseason, about 102 yards per game they give up. Um, that's even less than the Rams. Uh, if you look at their pass defense, it's I think it's seventh worst. They give up like something like 250 yard passing yards per game, so um, I don't think he's going to have too many worries uh, in the passing game. I think that if the Rams are not able to run the ball on first down, that's when they can get into a little bit of trouble. They don't want to put themselves in second and ten. They like a lot better second and six, second and five, so that way it opens up more of the playbook. But um, if they're not able to run the ball, like most teams haven't been able to run the ball on the Bengals, not even Derrick Henry. Um, then it might end up being making Stafford's life a lot tougher. Mm -hmm. Some great points, honestly. Yeah, no, no, most definitely against that. That uh, again, that, that the Bengals defense is so flip floppy, but you'd never count them out because they can they can turn it on in a split second. You know, uh, what about you, George? Ah, uh, man, it's tough. I mean, like we you know kind of previously stated, the the Bengals edge rush has actually kind of gotten better. Mm -hmm. as yeah. the playoffs have gone along but what they've been really good at doing is utilizing their speed they might not be the biggest or the most physical kind of pass rushing group but they have a lot of speed to them they're very athletic i mean if we're looking at specifically in this case henrickson and um hubbard they're very uh bendy uh, as a lot of people would put it they're really good at kind of breaking off to the outside and making tackles kind of 
play to them, which allow like opens up for linebackers, opens up for other blitzes coming through, especially delayed blitzes. I think they've been able to pull off exceptionally well all throughout the playoffs. It's kind of been really interesting to watch how this defense tries to essentially turn their run defense into pass defense in, in terms of pressure as opposed to actually being good at defending against the pass. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's it's really been kind of interesting to watch how they've been able to kind of use their interior pressure, use their ability to just stop up the trenches uh, and, and kind of force an offense to play their game instead of you know the, the reverse there. So if we're talking about what Stafford and, and the Rams offense is really going to have to kind of keep in mind and, and try and, and maybe even struggle with to an extent it's going to be mm-hmm. how their offensive line uh holds up against a very athletic and speedy pass mm-hmm. rush and, and kind of run defense because like let's be honest whitworth and even whitworth's backup and, and like some of these interior linemen that the rams are working with they aren't the fastest they aren't the most fleet of foot they aren't i'll be honest they're not the most mm-hmm. athletic tackles and, and offensive mm-hmm. linemen in the league and if they're coming up against an absolute just all-out speed rush all game long and then counter that with your corner blitzes, with your delayed blitzes, with mm-hmm. if they even decide to, just based on whatever um, um, running back is in the game, be mm-hmm. that Sony Michelle or pro- probably those two, or well, Michelle and Akers, mm-hmm. they're both yeah. good receiving backs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they possibly even get spied every now and again mm-hmm. by a middle yeah. linebacker. And mm-hmm. I'll tell you what. Some of those linebackers that the Bengals have, they are not afraid mm. to recognize whether they're actually going to throw the ball to the running back or not. And if they're not, they're going to go. They have the mm. green light. That's just mm. how they play defense. They are in yeah. your face, they are physical, and they are fast. Mm. So if if the Rams' offensive line and offensive scheme, which I think the scheme is going to just be kind of is what it is because it's worked all season and it's been really good all season. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't think they're going to struggle in that sense. Uh, their offensive line might have a little bit of trouble in terms of keeping up at times, but mm-hmm. I think that might be the biggest thing that they're going to have to worry about um, in terms of, of their offensive game against this Bengals defense. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, we'll go with you, Craig, next. Uh, uh, what do you think about uh, um, you know Stafford's biggest concern heading into this game? Honestly, I'm right with George. I mean, because like I said earlier, if you could get Stafford rattled, he can make bad decisions, and that's what you need mm-hmm. on that defense. Because they can't, they do capitalize on bad decisions. They've mm-hmm. had a few interceptions throughout the playoffs, and it's what they have to do because that Rams team is so explosive that you're going to have to get turnovers to be able to keep up. So, I mean, I think, and with them being so athletic, like you said, and them getting pressure on Stafford for most of the game, it's going to make him have less time to get the ball out, which mm-hmm. is less time for Cooper Cup to get down the field. So they might have to throw a lot more short passes and intermediate game type stuff. Mm-hmm. So you keep it underneath, maybe slow that Rams offense down and keep them from just racking up the points. That would be great for them. Yeah. I forgot to no, add I've... in um, Awuzie. Mm-hmm. He's a one. No doubt in my mind. Mm. Awuzie is a true one. Yeah. As a I like him a he lot. is really nice, and I kind of forgot about their depth in terms of their secondary. I understand that they're mm-hmm. having to start Eli Apple. <laughs> I'm still just disgusted. Yeah, Mike Hilton too. It right? just Mike takes Hilton two plays, really man. Good. I know Mike Hilton is, is kind of like their secondary yeah. guy there. Uh, Trey Wayne's mm-hmm. has been fine. I still, I still think Vernon Hargreaves 
has some talent. I understand he's mm-hmm. kind of falling yeah. down their depth chart, but he really yeah. is a good depth defender. So is Trey mm-hmm. Flowers. I mean, like, mm-hmm. we kind of forget. Flowers has had a good, yeah. really solid couple NFL seasons. So the fact that they have that type of depth, you know, in their secondary, I mean, you can kind of throw a lot of the times I've been seeing, you know, it's been Apple and Awuzie on the outside. I mean, clearly Awuzie is going to take on the number one guy, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. snap in and snap out. Uh, but we've seen some really, really nice play out of Hilton kind of as your slot corner, um, especially with him rushing the quarterback, him getting to the quarterback as quickly as he can. He has forced some some not-so-great plays, but I kind of forgot about their depth. Also, Von Bell and Jesse Bates are yeah. money. Real noise, real noise. Um, absolutely, man. Yeah, you hit the nails uh, right on the head. Uh, I will say, though, with this, though, to counter one point uh, that you guys were bringing up about the pressure – um, now here's the thing. Let, let me let me clarify one thing before. Let me preface my comments by saying that any quarterback going through like a, a ridiculous amount of pressure, having guys in their face, it's not going to be ideal compared to not having no. guys thrown in your face. You know, no. if you're facing seven guys that are rushing at you, even if guys are left open, open, it's it's probably a little more ideal sometimes to like not have those guys right up in your fucking grill. I'd rather not get hit all game. That'd yeah. be better for me. Exactly. Yeah, that's fair. But the thing is, though, yeah. Stafford and Burrow have actually been two quarterbacks that have legitimately thrived when teams have blitzed and when they've been under pressure compared to other ones. Um, uh, uh, but again, I think they would much rather prefer them not having guys obstructing their view and and just causing a sheer amount of just mental anguish, you know, uh, um, you know, uh, playing and play out. Um, I personally think the Rams O-line will hold up in this one. I mean, they're, they're a good offensive line. They're not the greatest offensive line. They're not on the Cowboys level or like the Philadelphia Eagles or, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs, I think, to some degree, too. Um, but, but they're a very good offensive line. Andrew Whitworth is, you know, a phenomenal left tackle for one thing. Um, hopefully, by the way, he's also going to join uh, um, if they get this ring, you know, because the Hall of Fame voters, for whatever reason, fucking love this shit, where uh, if you get your ring, you finally get your gold jacket. Um, if you've got other things to go with it, too, like you've got multi- multiple times elected to the Pro Bowl and all that stuff, I'm hoping that Whitworth ends up in the Hall of Fame, uh, and this is the final, like, you know, cherry on top to seal the deal for him, in addition to a Matt Stafford. Um, but the biggest concern for me, honestly, is Matt Stafford's interception proneness. Um, he's got to be cautious with the football, and especially they're playing cover three. And even though Matt Stafford actually thrives against cover one and cover three, um, it's more so cover uh, cover one because it's in a man coverage scheme, and he, 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 it's a lot easier for him to navigate as opposed to zone this year. Um, I still think you don't want to take chances against this Bengals secondary. I talked about, you know, the the the, the potential in, in in Jesse Bates and Von Bell and Chidobe Awuzie. Um, they can make some sneaky good plays, man, and and you don't want to tempt them. There's some athletic, freakishly fast and physical guys that can really just they can they they can take the top off you, honestly. And so I don't want him to force it in there, especially if you know, for one thing, if he's going to have to lean on a Cooper Cup. Uh, um, there may be some extra pressure if he's going to have to lean on a Cooper Cup if Jefferson and Higby aren't the healthiest guys going into this game. So be very careful in, in, in taking too many chances to force the ball, especially forcing the ball downfield. We kind of saw those issues play out uh, against the Chiefs last week, uh, you know, where he was forcing the ball down to Odell Beckham Jr., and it got picked off. And then you almost, uh, uh, um, uh, or, or excuse me, I think that was the, the dropped pass from Jaquiski Tart. Um, but there was also the one where he was targeting Cooper Cup in the end zone, and it got tipped up for an interception. So just be cautious with that, if you ask me. Um, you know, it, it's it's just going to be a, a, an absolutely wild game, though. But you know, with Matt Stafford, I, I feel very confident he's going to hold it down. But that's going to be the biggest concern uh, for me in this one. 
uh, uh, when it comes to how he's going to navigate this this Rams offense. Now, as for the matchup between Jalen Ramsey and Jamar Chase, which I cannot fucking wait. That is going to be probably the matchup of the year uh, between wide receivers and cornerbacks. Um, I cannot wait. This is going to be absolutely phenomenal. How much of a role do you think it's going to play in this game? How much of fa- uh, how much of a factor? Uh, do you think this is going to to, to, to have uh, in deciding who comes away with the, the Lombardi Trophy? We'll start with you, Craig. I mean, it's going to definitely be big to try and slow Jamar Chase because he's their most explosive playmaker on offense. I mean, we've seen him go for over 200 yards receiving. So I think that it could play a role, but honestly, they have so many out, other weapons outside of Jamar Chase that just shutting him down isn't really going to do that because – Last week we saw it with it was a T Higgins game. He had uh, what six receptions for 103 yards. So they have other guys. They got to hope that CJ uh, Uzama is Uzama, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That way they have that uh, playmaker at tight end as well. But mm-hmm. then they have Tyler exactly. Boyd, and they've been really using mixing out of the backfield a lot, and then mm-hmm. Samaje P. Ryan too, which I'm not happy about. But they use them anyways. <laughs> I knew you were. And, uh, I knew you weren't. They, <laughs> They they just put them in, and I, I just hate it every time I see it. I mean, as a spellback, I, I like it, but they, they do some questionable stuff like putting them in at the beginning of a drive, and I'm like, I don't I don't really know what you're doing there when you have Joe Mixon, who's clearly the better running back. But Exactly. I mean, they have plenty of weapons, so just shutting Jamar Chase down isn't going to stop that offense. And like Justin said earlier about Cooper Cup, he's you're not going to just stop Jamar Chase. Mm-hmm. You're going to maybe slow him, which Cooper Cup has probably been a little more consistent than Jamar Chase this year. But mm-hmm. Jamar Chase could have giant blow up games, and he's had a hell of a season for a rookie rookie wide receiver. Oh yeah, one for the ages, no doubt. Uh, what about you, George? You know, like I, I just have to do it for for that specific matchup, and now. The main event of the evening. It's gotta be. That has to be the yeah. biggest matchup, you know, that that is going to be so instrumental in how this game goes. I mean, that's the thing, like, oh, last week Jamar Chase only caught only had six receptions, fifty-four yards mm-hmm. and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Uh that is realistically a, a generally solid game for any other it's receiver. The only mm-hmm. reason we say that's not a great game is because of what Chase has been able to do mm-hmm. all year. I mean, he really has been ex- exceptionally consistent. But mm-hmm. we do have to keep in mind that we're still talking about Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey is one of the premier corners in the NFL. Undoubtedly can can realistically yeah. lock down a wide receiver on mm-hmm. his own. Are there going to be broken plays where Chase gets open? Yeah, sure. But that happens with every corner. That happens... You know, in every game, it, that that is just a, a realistic, you know, inevitability of an NFL game. It's going to mm-hmm. happen whether you like it or not. It's yeah. kind of like there is no perfect game. You know, mm-hmm. it's not like we're as much as I love Jalen Ramsey and as, as good of a corner as he is. We're not talking about a guy like Darrell Revis here. We're not talking about a true. Oh well, shit can't throw it that way. Like that's <laughs> that's not necessarily what we're talking about. But. Mm-hmm. That, to me, truly is the biggest matchup that is going to be exceptionally, you know, instrumental in, in deciding a winner here. Because if Chase can really work himself open, and I would say if he has probably, if he has more than five receptions, I give the Bengals a much bigger edge 
in this game, especially if he's able to find himself open against someone that isn't Jalen Ramsey. Because as, as much mm-hmm. as I like this Rams defense in the general sense, uh, Darius Williams, uh, Taylor Rapp, Nick Scott, mm-hmm. Weddle, David Long, those guys just aren't the same caliber player as Jalen mm-hmm. Ramsey. And I don't think that's yeah. a question mm-hmm. To yeah. anybody, like, at all. Those guys are just mm-hmm. not to the same quality. So if Jamar Chase mm-hmm. is able to find himself open or find himself matched up on a guy that isn't Jalen Ramsey, first off, he should probably consider himself lucky that mm-hmm. <laughs> the Rams aren't just like, hey, Jalen, shadow him. Don't, li- don't let him leave your sight. Um, yeah. But uh, if he's able to find that and he's able to realistically have more than, I'd say if he has more than five catches, uh, the, you know, that would be a huge, huge plus for the Bengals or, or give them a huge boost towards winning this game, whether I think that's actually going to happen or not. Uh, <laughs> like I said, depends on if the Rams are like, hey, Jalen, him, that's yeah. it. That's all. That's all you got to do. Um, but that's not you know how they usually mm-hmm. uh, play defense. Um, but I'll be really interested to see how that goes. And, I mean, you could even say the same thing on the other side. Like, I'm sure that's what the Bengals are going to do with uh, a Wuzier and a Cop. They're going to say, hey, stay. Just just don't <laughs> let him out of your sight. I'm, I'm sure it's going to be. Yeah. Those two matchups are going to be so much fun because I'm sure that's going to be the main matchup all night for both players and for both teams. Yeah, and I think it was kind of a liability too last week because we saw, you know, with, with Tyreek Hill uh, occasionally being covered by Eli Apple. And it's like it, – it, you don't want to do that again this time it's when, when you're going with the Cooper Cup, who is red hot during this postseason. So uh, it'll be interesting, though, um, you know, to see how that plays out. What about you, Justin? Uh, who do you got? Uh, or how, how do you think this matchup will play out? Will it have a huge impact on the game? Or is it somewhat of an afterthought because there are a lot of other factors to take into account? Uh, yeah, I think it's going to have a huge uh, impact on the game, but mainly in the red zone. I think between the 20s, if you watch the Rams play a lot, they, they, they'll give up a lot of yards between the 20s. It's not necessarily... Um, a defense that's out there trying to get you on three and out. It's more of a quote-unquote bend but don't break defense. But they really, really tighten up once they get in the red zone, and that's when they especially start locking Ramsey in one-on-one on on the other team's best receiver. So I I think that between the 20s, um, look for Ramsey to play his usual role. He's kind of independent of what the defense is doing. He's sometimes going to be playing man when the rest of them are in zone and and Mm -hmm. vice versa. So it's... um, it's not necessarily because he's going to be matched up with Chase every, all game long or even a bunch of times, but if once it gets down into the red zone, I think that you're going to make see the Rams look for or try to make the Bengals have Higgins beat them or Boyd beat them on his slant routes or, or even Uzama if he's able to get back in the game. Yeah, yeah, and the, uh, the Bengals aren't even that good in the red zone either. I think they're like 16th or 18th or something. Yeah, that's a that's mm-hmm. a. Thing. There's a lot of strengths against strengths in this game, like Hendrickson going up against Whitworth. Whitworth's only given up one sack this year, and Hendrickson's only had, I think, one game where he didn't have a sack. And then you've got, like I said, the Rams um, being number one in the team and stopping passes outside the numbers, and then the Bengals being the number one team and passing outside the numbers. So it's a lot of strengths against strengths, but there's also some strengths against weaknesses, like the Rams' good red zone offense against the Bengals' weak red zone defense. So... Those are the types of things that you got to take advantage of. It's when when it's usually it's strength on strength. It's the defense that's going to win. But if it's a strength on weakness, you really have to take advantage of it, especially in a game like the Super Bowl. Yeah, 
Absolutely. No, no, I, you, you hit the nail right on the head. And um, I wonder how many of uh, the, the strengths that, uh, uh, and weaknesses that, that um, Zach Taylor was able to pick up on when he, was at, when he was coaching the Rams as the quarterback's coach. You know, he, he's familiar with Sean McVay, very much so. You know, having worked under his, uh, uh, under his uh, um, you know, pedigree, under his, under his coaching tree. So, honestly, it, it, it's going to be interesting to see what he has under his sleeve in particular for, in my opinion, again, the coach of the year. I think what he did turning around this team has just been phenomenal, to say the least. Um, so, I, I, I wonder what, what, what kind of tricks he's got up his sleeve, honestly, to kind of play in this game. Um, but, but as for what they should probably do, I mean, you know, in terms of the Rams versus Jamar Chase, um, you know, again, it depends on what the Bengals do with lining him up. But, like, I would say ideally if you could shadow him, like, I, I would like to see Ramsey stick on Jamar Chase because he's just such a, a ferocious, ferocious competitor, even as a rookie this far. Um, it's it just, he's such a liability to leave open. And there's so many guys that they have on that, that receiving court, whether it's Boyd or Higgins, Uzama, obviously even a mix in out of the backfield, you, you may want to just try to play it safe if you can, because you know, Ramsey's just been, had another phenomenal year. He's arguably the best corner in the entire game. Um, especially in Ram, especially in man coverage situations. So, um, honestly, I, I think that it, it all depends on like how much zone that the Rams play, how much, uh, you know, they lean on, uh, um, you know, Ramsey ultimately shadowing Chase in this game. Uh, um, you know, because like I said, with Matt Stafford being great against man coverage, the number one quarterback against man coverage, Joe Burrow is also the number one in zone coverage uh, when facing that. So it's it's really a matchup of two quarterbacks with two different identities. Uh, so it all depends on the strategy that is ultimately put in place. But honestly, I think a big big factor in this one too is is uh, within this matchup is not only the athleticism and the sheer skill set that these guys bring to the table, but it's the attitude because Ramsey, you know, he loves to talk shit. He loves, <laughs> he loves to give you the business, you know, and you know, you can get in his head though at the same time, like as much as he likes to dish it out, you can get in his head and, and Chase is one of those guys who's willing to like kind of reciprocate. Yeah. You know, exactly. There you go. Amen to that. Exactly. And, and so Ramsey, you know, he, as much as he loves to dish it out, like his emotions can get the best of him. And we kind of saw that, I think, you know, even in the Bucks game where he got beat on that Mike Evans touchdown. I feel like there were some emotions that got away from him because uh, he was getting really chippy in that game. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and, and you don't want to say like with him get, with a beef with Robbie Gold last week. I just thought that was hilarious. Um, <laughs> don't let that shit distract you. You, you, you got to keep your head, you know, screwed on straight. Keep your head focused and. And, and, and just nose to the grindstone with this one. Because you've got your hands full with, again, Jamar Chase, who may be ruling this league when it's all said and done, uh, uh, fast-forwarding a couple years from now um, as the best receiver in the league. Um, but, yeah. but as much as that plays a role, and I think it will play a significant role in this game, um, honestly, the reason why I say this may play even, an even bigger role is because you do have other weapons on the outside, like I said, with Boyd and with Higgins and all of them. I think you guys need to keep your eyes peeled for Joe Mixon's involvement in this game. I really do think so because the, the Rams linebacking core, I don't feel the utmost confidence in, in, in containing him to the utmost degree. Um, you know, it's, it's been kind of a, a, a weak point on their defense. If you ask me like really outside of Floyd, really. And, and when Von Miller too, um, I, I think like the, the you know, the, in the, in the interior aspect to their game, uh, from the linebacking core, that that's been a concern. They do have Ernest Jones back, which I think is 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 a silver lining to some degree. But how much can he contain Joe Mixon, uh, uh, whether it's through the ground or through the air? Because he's a dual threat running back that can catch passes, that can run through the tackles, can do everything. 
Um, that's going to be a big factor, I think, honestly, that, that people I think may be undercutting uh, is his involvement because I could see him really going off in this game if the Rams don't play it safe. So that's uh, uh, really what I think stands out amongst the factors. Now to close it out, uh, let's get into our predictions, fellas. How do we think this game's going to play out? I want you guys to give me the winner. If you can't give me the score, if you want to go with the spread, you can choose that too. But I also want you to give me your Super Bowl MVP too on top of that. So let's start with you, Craig. Who do you got? All right, so my my brain tells me the Rams are the better team, mm-hmm. but I keep picking against the, against the Bengals and they just keep winning. And I I just love Joe Burrow, so <laughs> my heart tells me to just go ahead and pick the the Bengals. So that's what I'm gonna do. So okay. it might not be the the smartest choice when you look at the teams on paper, but Joe Burrow MVP if they win the game because I'm predicting them to win the game, mm-hmm. and then. Uh, I think they probably win it. Probably, I'd say. Do you need the spread? Twenty-eight. Sure, sure. I'll take uh, the spread. Rams are four-point favorites. Rams minus four. I'd definitely pick the Bengals against the spread then, obviously. And then uh, I'd probably take them. Uh, actually, I'll go probably thirty-one. Cooter, Cooter said by three, so I don't want to do yeah, the same Bengals thing. Bengals by three. So That's what he said. I'll, I'll go. Uh, 31 to 24. 31-24, okay. I, I really, I want, I want to say, I kind of want to say, you know what, just so I don't say three points, I'll, I'll go 31-27 because I think it'll be closer. 31-27. Okay. Oh, so okay, you're taking, uh, definitely taking the uh, the Bengals for, uh, for Craig. Getting a, little, yeah, um, getting a little spicy. Oh, this is tough. Because uh, I really like both quarterbacks. It's so, it's so hard. I, I yeah. love both quarterbacks. I love mm-hmm. both offenses so much. But and but I'll be honest, both of these defenses have their flaws, especially mm-hmm. with what you know the other offenses are bringing to the table. I mean, we're mm-hmm. talking about uh, a Rams defense that realistically has a ton of high-end talent, but the depth can be kind of lacking at times. Coming up against a Bengals offense that is just, you know, Loaded with depth. I mean, we're talking multiple yeah. really good running backs. We're talking three standout receivers, a solid tight end, uh, a great quarterback, and then vice versa for the defenses. You've got with the Bengals defense, oh, you've got some nice pieces on there, but oh, some of that depth at times, like that, the depth in the front seven, yeah, not good. Whereas mm-hmm. with the Rams, you're kind of like, oh, you've got you've got dudes all over the place. Uh, so, man, this is really tough. Um, I'm going to do it just because it's the opposite of what Craig said. I have stuck with him in all of these games through the mm-hmm. postseason. That's mm-hmm. why I'm going with the Bengals. I've been okay. with Joey B the entire time. Joe Shiesty, he's mm-hmm. been my guy. Uh, I'm not going to give up on him in the, in the big game as much as it... <sighs> It feels, really, it feels so kind of wrong picking them, honestly. It's so <laughs> because like God. everything, everything when I look at when I look at it, I'm like, man, he's just gonna get it, just torn apart in the backfield. He's just gonna be getting hit like all game. But then I'm like, but it's Joe Burrow. So. And also, that didn't matter the last time that happened. Yeah, like mm-hmm. he just kind of was just like, Bitch, I don't care. Then also, like, you gotta you gotta but, think like he's going up against a better offense too, yeah. though. But I, I, guess I, still, you, I still stay with my pick. 
I guess you guys think uh, uh, he's going to pull like a, a Gerard Butler from like 300 and just take the team on his yeah. back and everything, you know, and just yes. go up against the that's entire what, fucking that's team. That's essentially man. what he's done the, this entire postseason, no. in a sense. No. Uh, I mean, yeah, of mm -hmm. course, he's got these great receivers that just absolutely ball out, you know, mm -hmm. anytime they get the ball in their hands. But mm -hmm. he has minimal help when it comes down to his offensive line because they, mm -hmm. they stink. Nice. He's back yeah. there ducking defenders like every play, trying to get out, just yeah. get out of trouble so he can get the ball away. And the crazy thing is, we're talking about a quarterback who, like, oh, on the move, doesn't matter. I'll just deliver this yeah. absolute dart like thirty yeah. yards downfield. Like, it's it's insane his accuracy. Uh, but man, I'm gonna stick with it. Yes. I'm gonna stick with the Bengals, as uh, as tough as that is, because. What do you so have score-wise? Score-wise. So, I mean, obviously Bengals to, to cover the spread because they're underdogs in this game. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to go a little bit more low scoring. I'm going to say it's going to be 27-21. Okay. Bengals okay. win. And um, my Super Bowl MVP, I mean, in that sense, it's got to be Burrow. I mean, got to be Burrow. Okay. Has to be. And then for Cooter, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to chime in for Cooter. Uh, just because he said, "Hey guys, make sure uh, yeah. make sure you guys say it on on air for me," uh, as he cannot be here at the mm -hmm. moment. Uh, he's going Bengals, Bengals by three. Yeah, so, yeah, we said that earlier too. But yeah, yeah no, it, it got to make sure we give uh, the prognosticator his shout out with how ridiculously right he's been. He it feels like so hard. Fire know? all season. It's been crazy, man. It's been absolutely crazy. Uh, I'm sure Justin is right now thinking after your guys' two prediction, like. What the fuck, guys? Like, everyone's just going to doubt my Rams. You know, like, what's the deal here? You know? It's so, so uh, oh, that pick, yeah. it, it, like, hurts almost. Yeah, Rams, so Rams with better better coaching, better offensive line, better defense, and then the, the Bengals have Joe Burrow. So that's, <laughs> Joe you know. And Jamar Chase, you know? Yeah. That's the thing. So who do you got, uh, Justin? Who, who's your team that's going to win, your score, and your Super Bowl MVP? Yeah, so, like, we like to kind of make the Bengals into like a great story of being here and everything. But if you really want to boil it down to things here, the Titans didn't show up in their game at all. And the Chiefs didn't show up in the second half of that last game. So if, if either of those two things happen, the Bengals aren't even here. I think that this game isn't as close as everybody thinks it's going to be. Um, when the original line came out of Rams minus three, I thought it was kind of disrespectful. I thought it was, should have been a minus seven line just to begin with. The fact that it's moved all the way to four to four and a half in some places, um, all the money is coming in on the Rams there. You should, that's why they're moving the line like that. Um, so I think this is going to be a game where um, like probably like a 30 to 17 Rams victory. Wow. And okay. in a game like that, it'll be Stafford who's the MVP unless Cup has some sort of crazy good stat. It's hard to quarterback the MVP usually you say that about cup yeah. but that's certainly possible I mean we're talking about a triple yeah. Yeah. here like that's that's not out he's of the been... realm of possibility man like that's oh he's been so good I think yeah. if, if memory serves me correctly that 61 uh yard performance against the Cardinals in the 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 wild card round this year was his worst performance of the season you know, I mean, he's been wow. that phenomenal. 61 yards, that's almost, like, if you average that out throughout the 16-game season, that's almost, I think it's either barely 1,000 yards or very close to 1,000 yards. So that's pretty damn good to have that as your lone one bad performance of the season, um, if anything, you well, know. Since it's a 17 game, since it's a 17 game season yeah. now. It so is 1,000, you know. So. 1,037 yards. 
Exactly. Yeah, his, um, yeah, his two worst games of the year were both against the Cardinals, in which he caught uh, 61 and 64 yards. Uh, exactly. At the lowest, other than that, was 92. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. That's stupid. I'm sorry. That's just dumb. Low yardage. He still has. I think a Cardinals game when he had 61 yards, he probably had like 10 catches and a touchdown in that game. Uh, still, he right? had five receptions and a score, yeah. and then uh, the yeah, game in which he had 64 yards, he had five receptions, no scores. But and I mean, I just don't still. understand how he's so open all the time. He's just always open. Hey, and I, between his talent and scheme, I mean, that's kind of all yeah. you need when you got a really good receiver. I mean, I think Stafford has helped out a little, but but Cup is one of those guys that, like, I think he's a number one. I really do believe he's a number one, and he's at least a top ten receiver. He may be already on the brink of becoming, in a short amount of time, an elite guy. Not not the best receiver in the game, I would say, even though he's obviously played like it this year. Um, I think Stafford helped out a little bit, but he's he's very close to it. He's a special, underrated guy that, like... His athleticism may, may not shine as much as other guys, but but it doesn't matter. Like he's 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 exceeding that. You know, he makes up for it with with his smarts, with his intelligence. Like kind of like a Steve Largent kind of did. You know, um, but as for me, uh, for for my score, man, oh, this is so tough because I could see the Bengals coming away with this one, but I got to go with my man Justin over here. I got to choose the Rams in this one. I think honestly. I'm going to go 28-24 with the Rams coming away with this one. I think Stafford is cautious with the football. Uh, um, you know, this this happens to be a bad day for the, for the Bengals, uh, you know, secondary in terms of finding ways to really force turnovers and contain Matt Stafford and even contain a couple. I don't think he's going to ball out too much, but I think he'll still get like 120, buck 25 or something like that with a touchdown. Which will be balling out for like any He's still, receiver. yeah, it's like, it still is phenomenal of a game. Like, that's his bad game, you know, it almost seems like. Um, and I think the MVP, I'm going to go with, you know, I, I, I'm almost actually, I'm almost kind of tempted to go Aaron Donald, you know, even the, it, make up with for that, the last time. That Bengals offensive line, it might exactly, be. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And he didn't get a sack in the first Super Bowl. Let's not forget that. So he's probably especially hungry. And remember, he made that game deciding play against the 49ers last week to force Jimmy Garoppolo basically to pull a Carson Wentz with that fucking crazy ass interception, you know? <laughs> so uh, yeah. I know we can I see some results. I, you know? I make fun of both those quarterbacks so much. Don't do Jimmy G like that. I'm sorry. Don't, I don't like, do him like that. The Colts. The Colts <laughs> missed. The Colts missed Philip Rivers this year. Yeah, we'll go into that. You know, speaking him. on Philip Rivers, no, I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm I wonder how his that. high school team is doing. I'm going to Google it right now. <laughs> So let's let's go check up his high school schedule. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, no, it, it absolutely just it, it's going to be a wild game. I think we're the football gods are going to bless us just with one more miracle, one more spe- spectacle uh, to to close out this football season. I think it's going to be very close. I think Burrow's going to have his fair share uh, uh, of special plays. Mixon's going to have some nice plays too. It's going to be a shootout, I think, in this game, and and I cannot wait. Um, but I got the Rams in this one. Obviously, Cooter, of course, picks the Bengals. So. We're outmatched. This is a predominantly Bengals-supportive podcast this time around uh, for the Super Bowl. So um, let's see how this plays out, fellas, man. This is going to be an exciting one, uh, uh, to say the least. And and I just can't wait. I absolutely can't wait. Um, But that'll do it for us here on this Super Bowl preview, this grand finale to the 2021 season. This is the last time we'll be previewing a, a meaningful NFL game. I uh, uh, to close it out. It, it's you know for this year, it, it's been an absolute 
unbelievable season I've had with you guys this far. It's I, I cannot wait to continue with you guys. Thank you guys so much for participating and sharing the podcast. You know, just 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 helping us out in any way you can, uh, whether it's being on here or just helping us with promotion, so on and so forth. Just want to say thank you so much. Uh, um, and before we go, let's give a shout out also to our sponsor, Symbol. Great opportunity to get involved with sports betting through a simulated experience that makes you manage stock, uh, manage teams like you're managing stock markets, uh, stocks in the stock market. Uh, if you want to get started, head on over to pro, uh, head on over to Symbol now and use the promo code OTH, and you get a ten dollar deposit bonus for deposits of twenty five dollars or greater. Uh, once again, promo code OTH, and you get a ten dollar deposit bonus for deposits of twenty five dollars or greater. Uh, once again, guys, thank you so much for being on here. Um, and yeah, let's get let, let's get right into it. The Super Bowl is just a mere couple days away. Let's fucking go, man! I cannot wait. You know, uh, I, I, I'm excited. And man, this know. whole season uh, doing this with you guys has just been a ton of fun. Uh, it, it's my first real kind of foray into this uh, this medium of uh, of content, and it. Man, it's, it's just been a great time every single week, every single episode we've done it. And honestly, like we, honest, hundred percent, we could not do it without the guys uh, and everybody who's been in the chat, chatting with us, been supporting us, uh, you know, in, in watching the videos, liking everything, and helping us grow as a channel. And we just hope to uh, do that even even bigger and better uh, this off season. So uh, again, you know, thanks, thank to you guys, and uh, thanks to everybody who's uh, been tuning in. We really do appreciate it. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's been it's been so much fun and the content won't stop in the off season. Mm -hmm. We're just gonna kinda yep. switch gears into other things. Mm -hmm. So we have more stuff coming for y'all. So just stay posted. I'm gonna be on, on my OTA jets pack all off season. Y'all better get ready. <laughs> I can't wait. So, I can't wait. J E T S let's we'll keep it going. Just end the suffering is what the acronym needs to change to. Not endure, <laughs> but end the suffering, okay? <laughs> in Sala I trust. In Sala, you trust. There you go. Um, before we go, also, Justin, did you want to plug in anything uh, with Clutch Points or any social media or anything of that nature? Oh, yeah. If anybody wants to head over to ClutchPoints.com, you can see all my writing over there. Mm -hmm. um, follow us on Twitter at Clutch Points. Um, there's also a Clutch Points app if you want to go download that and a Clutch Points Discord community. Awesome, man. Awesome. Nice. Well, thank you again for being on this show, man. We really appreciate it. Um, no, you're very busy with that. Very, very busy with the kids, obviously. I could see running in the background, too. Um, that's that's awesome, man. Uh, thank you so much for being on the show, and, and we really appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, no worries. Uh, well, in the meantime, yeah, that'll do it for us, guys. Uh, we'll see you next week, though. Uh, uh, most likely, yeah, same time, Wednesday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, but yeah, uh, we got the Super Bowl ahead of us, folks. Uh, let's get right uh, right into it and, and close out the season with a bang, you know? So take care, guys, and uh, enjoy the rest of your week. Y'all have a good one. Yeah. <laughs> like how Justin just bails out. He does. Like, he, he that's, pulls that's what I did. Every time. That was, 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 that